Today's episode of Undesign comes to you from the land of the Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We acknowledge and pay respects to all elders past, present and emerging. Have we started recording? Oh, cool. We're already recording anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky boy. <laughs> Hi friends, and welcome to this very special episode of Undesign. Now that season one is wrapped up, we're already looking at an even bigger season two. But we figured before we went there that there was one more topic worth undesigning for ourselves. That is, how do you create a social impact podcast? Given the journey we've been on with Undesign so far, who better to speak with than the two people who make Undesign possible? My dear colleagues and friends, Jeffrey Effendi, our founder and chief of innovation, and Angel Chen, our chief of strategy. Jeff and Angel, it's so nice to have you with me today. I guess my first question to both of you is, how do you feel about season one and did it turn out how you expected? Yeah, thanks, Costa. I appreciate you uh, putting me on the hot seat again today. Of course. More than just an intro this time. Yeah, eh? that's right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked with how season one went. Um, I think coming into um, creating Undesign, mm. you know, we set ourselves a goal to create a good podcast as opposed to a good agency podcast. And I think um, by the end of the season, I, I was really pleased, number one, with the response that we had gotten from the community. First and foremost, you know, we set out to create a podcast not to um, pat ourselves on the back per se. It's a resource for the community yeah. um, to help them create and design new futures. And the response we've been getting from the community is that it has become a resource for them. They are thinking in different ways. Um, they are seeing different through lines across different industries and sectors in their work, whether it's technology or activism um, uh, to tourism and sustainability. I think all those things um, say to us and, and to me personally that we've been able to spark a conversation that perhaps wasn't there before. Mm. Um, and that obviously makes me quite happy. Yeah, so. awesome. Angel, what about you? Thanks, Costa. I'm so excited to be here. I waited, I think, was it nine, nine and a half episodes? About so, 10 episodes, actually. <laughs> about 10, so yeah. the lucky 10. Um, well, for me, Undesign has been like, and I think for, you know, Jeffrey and myself, it's like an idea that's um, been in our minds for a long time. Like, mm. you know, with a lot of the projects and client work that we tackle, it's a lot of the um, these wicked problems that we're always being approached with. Mm. But interestingly, at every time we approach the same um, topic, the issue has evolved, has changed, and mm. it's different. And that was something that I kept in my mind and went, how do we actually share this with the world that if we are tackling, you know, racial injustice in 2019, um, where that problem is then is very different from where it is at now. Yeah. And the considerations we need to take um, before launching into different solutions um, or ideas, um, that's also evolved. Yeah. And I, I really wanted to share that um, with the world. Um, and I really wanted new audiences to, to engage with these conversations. Mm. Um, I don't just want to be speaking to people who understand the importance of it and who are working day in, day out to tackle it. I wanted to bring others on the journey with us, people who may have never listened to a social impact podcast, yeah. um, people who may have only come across news articles about um, grassroots activism and gone, that's not me. How do I get involved? So it's really about um, kind of creating a space for people to 
be invited to mm. and to engage and mm. just to start their own journey of designing with us. Yeah, I mean, that's all. I mean, I just reflect back on the early conversations we had about Undesign, right? Like, because I know before I joined Draw History, I know that you and Jeffrey had had the idea of a podcast for a while. I come along a lot later and I have a similar idea. And I remember one of our first things was really about making it easy for people to join us in these conversations. And for me personally, it was actually just more like, we know so many interesting people that do so much cool stuff to make the world better for a lot of people. I only wish people could hear some of the stuff I get to hear on a daily mm -hmm. basis. And for us, that's where we sort of found that common ground to launch on design, um, which is great. But you're right, like we, we dive into the wicked problems and some things change, some things do stay the same. I don't know how what you took away from season one, but I guess... What did you like? What would you say are some of the main things you guys have learned, whether it's the production side of stuff and what it means to actually put together a podcast like this, or even from the guests themselves? Like, is there anything, any through lines throughout this whole process that you think are worth sharing? Um, I think for, I guess, like for me personally, like when I think of the whole undesign, um, the making of undesign, um, it, it was almost, for me, about how it was almost demystifying what making a podcast actually looked like. Mm. We talked a lot about um, not just creating an agency podcast, yeah. but a podcast, um, and actually being really mindful what does it involve in untangling things like um, how do you find your first podcast guest? Yeah. Where do you start? Is it someone you know, or is it more driven by the topic that mm. everyone's mm. interested in? Is it a topic for today or is it evergreen topic? Yeah. So it's things like that. It was untangling different parts of it, which made it so rewarding. And I may be saying that because I was also not directly involved sure. in untangling some of these things. I got to see it from almost like a higher level and it looked, it looked increased, you know, um, amazingly. Um, I guess it just took a lot of hard work, yeah. a lot of, lot of hard work. And that involves, um, you know, our team, but also, and especially, um, our host. Oh, you. sure. So I thought that was, um, that was something that, that was really rewarding to see and to see it come to life. Um, in terms of through lines, um, I think for me, all the topics that we spoke about, um, we didn't really say that, Hey, it was all about digital movements or things that were happening digitally, mm. but it ended up that way. Maybe yeah. it was also because we were recording um, in the midst of COVID-19 in early 2020, but um, it could, no, 2021, we fix that. Um, but I think it was just interesting where the topics have evolved to at these mo this moment in time. Um, and our job at the through line was actually no matter what topic it is, how do we create that safe space, that curious space for individuals to explore, dive in and um, build build their own toolkit on mm. how they're going to design I like in, that in term, those issues. curious yeah. space. Because no space is really truly safe, but you can create a space where it's cool to be curious, you know, and I think that's something we've tried to do in 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 the limited way that we can, obviously. Jeff, what about you? Any? Yeah. I mean, because I guess, I mean, just f coming off what you said, Angel, like you probably had more of a high level kind of overview at this start and we would reality test a lot of this stuff with you and be like, hey, what do you think? And then Jeff and I were probably more on the doing end, I think. Mm. That's Hopefully that's not 
that's an ap- accurate representation. I'm not trying to downplay anyone's effort that went into it. But Jeff, I guess from your perspective, like I guess your involvement with Undesign was more granular. Yeah. Perhaps what what have you taken away so far, both maybe production wise and even subject wise? Right, right. Um, I think off off top, I, when you run a podcast like this, and especially in the social change space. Hmm. There is a duty of care in mm. how we curate and present a conversation, right? Especially when it comes to tough or complex challenges that we purport to try and undesign, which is the whole theme of the podcast. Yeah. Um, for me personally, maybe one of the greatest challenges, but also one of the most rewarding mm. things that we had to do was balance this healthy tension between academic rigor versus making something really palatable and accessible, Mm. right? Oftentimes, um, academic rigor can be seen as dry, even though it's not. And uh, maybe making something too palatable is seen as selling out the content and not going deep enough into... superficial. Right, exactly, into undesigning something. So given that you have 45 to 60 minutes to unpack something... um, how do we do that? Mm. Number one, which guest can have enough of both to be able to present it to the audience? Um, Number two, how much do we need to research and prepare for to make sure we have the right provocations Mm. for for the guest and make the conversation interesting for them so we're not retreading old stuff, but at the same time, you know, we're keeping things relatable and the the listener can connect and see how it applies to their day-to-day. Um, and also ultimately, right, like when we create content, we want to make sure that people know where the source is coming from. Is yeah. it is it a credible source? Yep. Who's saying it? Um, where's the evidence coming from? So making sure that all those things struck a good chord and a good balance mm. was probably um, one thing that I, I really had to learn yes. um, but became the most rewarding part of creating the podcast, especially with you because, yeah. you know, you're, you're the host so you make a big part of that sure. conversation. Yeah, I um I like that again that idea of the tension between um the safety of the space to yeah. to reuse that word. And I felt like I really enjoyed being that like reality checker. Like yeah. After like you know um uh, Jeffrey and yourself actually went in the doing and the editing component. Then it was like Angel, listen to it. Is this mm. is this too academic yeah. or is this palatable for? Um, you know, people with different levels of knowledge on particular topics. Mm. Um, but every topic that some people will know more on, let's say, sustainable tourism mm. as opposed to where um, issues currently are at with racial injustice. It was just finding that balance. And we call them like um, fi- finding places where different people can, um, I guess it's like having doors for different people. So different entry points throughout the podcast. Yeah. And um, that was just so beautiful to see how mm. it all came together and just the amount of work yeah. everyone here like put in. I think we were sh- kind of shocked by how much work goes into the back end of this stuff <laughs> because, yeah, you know, you, you realise it's not as simple as just plugging, plugging in a couple of microphones and just chatting away, although it can be that way, but you've actually got to build a whole bunch of stuff underneath at first, which is, I think, what season one was about. It's about building a platform that we can then connect mm. other people into just takes right. a bit of trial and error right. and a little bit of, you know, recording episodes a right. couple of times <laughs> <laughs> when things don't work. I think the technical aspects actually really, considering this is a pretty low, like gently edited podcast, right. and Jimmy's amazing, our, our editor, um, you realise like, oh, you still have to have some tech savvy just to know like, oh, 
the little squiggles on my laptop are not moving. I think my mic's not plugged in. Or, you know, like that, <laughs> right. that or, sort of stuff. Like, because if you don't know, you just, you don't know. Right. Or even the amount of times we're, you know, being really candid yeah. when we had uh, the chat with Google, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about inclusive oh technology. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, we use the platform that we used. And, so ironic. And, you know, the audio went in and out Haywire. and we had to refresh three, four, five times mm. and the irony was, was not lost on us not but again all. it's just inclusive, inclusive technology, technology. <laughs> and there we were fiddling around oh, with man. it but- and there's the stuff you guys wouldn't have seen like in earlier episodes with poor Nadir um, I, we had like four false starts with him obviously with Luke's episode I had a complete meltdown with our microphone before yeah. we got a new oh, one. Even <laughs> episode with like like charity events or DJ planes like oh, outside. Right. We, we didn't yeah. know. We just we, didn't we plan for it. We booked the room, but you know, we couldn't have booked the whole yeah, building. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, like I think, you know, I think this shows that um, it looks beautiful and polished on the outside, but when you go behind the scenes, yeah, you see it's how much messy and gritty. undesigning and, un- and untangling that we have to do. Every day. We have to do so much of it for ourselves. Yeah, but that just also shows, you know, running something like this takes some level of resourcefulness and resilience, mm, right? Mm. Because at the end of the day, it's almost a catch-22 being a sort of strategy and design consultancy. Correct. You do a lot of brand. You want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Yeah. At the same time, you have projects to juggle as well. Mm. You know, our day-to-day consists of working with yeah. these organizations to solve issues. Absolutely. Um, and on the other end, we want to create a, a resource for the community but not just one where we kind of just shoot from the hip and, yeah. and sort of pray that it hits. Yes. Um, we have to make sure that, you know, things are sort of taken care of with meticulous detail yeah. and the brand looks good. It's mm. not, at the end of the day, it's not just us three either. We've Absolutely. got a whole team working on it. We've got designers working on it, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of our design team took a lot of care to try and bring the brand to life. Yeah. And, and that was, again, mm. another part of bringing the podcast to life. Yeah, admittedly the part I didn't have as much involvement in because I'm busy hosting, I guess. And yeah. then, which, you know, kind of, I feel like my job's the easiest because I just get to talk to the interesting people. It's great. <laughs> like, I have fun doing this. Um, and we but love seeing so you m- learn as well. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you, you can definitely you know, hear the we, episodes where I'm, my brain is clicking into place, I think. And I think it's just so lovely because, like, you know, obviously Jeffrey and I, we work with you so much, um, like, outside of Undesign as well. Mm. And just to see that curiosity shine through, especially yeah. on these um, you know, more kind of novel topics compared yeah. to what we do day day to day. Um, it's just so lovely to see also like your learning journey as well on it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I hope it was like the same for a lot of audience members and that because um, you definitely spoke a lot of what was in my head yeah. when you were like, oh, interesting. Mm. That's what was in my head as well yeah. in, in certain points of a podcast. I guess and that's been a big learning for me as like a host of something like this. How do I ensure that I can be authentic again some of the guests I know so it's like how can I preserve that relationship we already have but also be inclusive and mindful Mm. of other people that are new to the conversation as well and you know so there's that balance of talking more about subjects I know a little bit more about and maybe occupying a bit of a different role there and then the subjects I was also very new to which Mm. is great and like I mean this is a really good segue into where I wanted to go next which was around the actual subject matter we dealt with in season one um, you know, so we started off with, I think I remember this in sequential order. So we had Aaron, we talked about countering violent extremism online. Mm-hmm. Then that was followed by episode two, which was... Zach. That was Zach with, with Wikipedia and sort of free knowledge generally. And that, for me, that's a very novel topic. Um, 
so yeah, we're talking a lot about digital technologies already. Then we talked to Ed mm-hmm. about sustainable tourism and travel. And then, then what came next? Oh, Frida. Frida. Yeah, Frida. Frida. We, and, and then we, yeah, yeah, that was a real pivot, that one, because we pivoted to something that's actually more of a social construct. But again, there's that interplay with technology and modernization, even in terms of how we organize the cities. Yeah. And we talked about digital activism, with we, Emmy. Yeah, with Nadia. With social, social change making with Nadia. Yeah, exactly. And also then, you know, Indigenous empowerment yeah, with Luke. With Luke. Um, ending with Fudzi on racial justice as well. So there was this kind of like natural arc that we had in season one, not necessarily by design, but just that's where the the dice fell when when we'd recorded the episodes with the people we'd reached out to. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think a week or two in in preparation for this, I kind of like revisited Mm. each of these episodes and just listening to them, you know, you know, one month out, two months out, three months out, and then post production posts um you know publication it's it's actually so interesting and so much has also shifted yeah so when we talk to when we talk to Farida around nationalism and our sense of identity I think being in Western Australia during um the last mm. 18 months throughout COVID-19 gosh yeah that has also brought a lot of things to light around like you know the different behaviors and thinking of different parts of society that you knew but you didn't like I guess that, that those sets of awareness about it has also mm. risen, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a I didn't even think of that before. Like being in Western Australia, you know, if we think of our reputation nationally as one that's a bit more isolated, and mm. you know, that sort of national, uh, that sort of state character we've adopted in the context of national identity, you might not necessarily think the two things are related, but actually, they're just mm. small. They're fractals of mm. one another, like. What we're experiencing here to some extent is a smaller version of what we talked about with Farida. Mm, I think that's what I enjoy, kind of seeing those, how these things and these concepts actually translate in our lives. And I think for someone like me where, say, the Wikipedia episode was Mm -hmm. one where I was doing more genuine learning, I was like, oh, we actually encounter this stuff all the time. Like whether Mm -hmm. it's using Wiki or not, Mm -hmm. whether it's just Googling something and trying to find the answer and maybe filtering the first two pages like those first two pages are critical on any google mm. search because it, it kind of I'm, I'm hazarding a guess here that a lot of user behavior on google probably doesn't go past the next mm-hmm. few mm-hmm. pages the first two pages unless mm-hmm. you want to really find something and usually you know? i think like when you look at the first two pages it's around like the credibility of these yeah. sources because if you're like well millions of people go on it mm. it must be credible yeah and then wikipedia because i mean you know obviously talking about the wikipedia episode um it always comes up in these searches so then what we also don't realize then is every single page on wikipedia like who are the authors behind mm. it but not just who are the authors today, but who can be the authors yeah. of it tomorrow. And it's actually all of us. And I think that's something that I, I was also really, like, I almost, I knew it. But then when someone else had said it out yeah. loud, you're like, wow, yes. Like when you write on Wikipedia, you are contributing, as Zach had said, um, you know, you're, you're making a human contribution. No, that is wrong. So it's making a contribution to human to history. Human history. Um, which I just thought was incredible. It's and, so powerful. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just sitting at my computer typing something into like the ether. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, it's, yeah, it's a pretty phenomenal like way to look at your own way of contributing to something. So that was something that I think changed for me personally, mm. seeing that like I've always 
advocated for people being advocates in the way that they're comfortable doing that. Like not advocacy, not all advocacy looks the same to people, but speaking to our guests, I think one thing that really stuck out, stood out to me was just this idea that, wow, there are actually so many different ways mm. to, yeah. to be more civically minded, you know, what about Jeff? Yeah. What about you? Like thematically, did you notice anything between the episodes or anything that stuck out to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we alluded to sort of that loose narrative arc that we, I mean, both intentionally and in some ways unintentionally yeah. had. Um, but I, I found the most wonderful thing was actually having Google as a capstone moment for the first season mm. where Google came in as a bonus episode, but almost became to me anyway, a thematic symbol for mm. what season one stood for, which was around the role of technology, the role of responsible technology, yeah. how meaningful and inclusive technology can be in our day-to-day when we you know, talk about the, the episode on extremism online or uh, you know, making a donation mm-hmm. to human history and knowledge with Wikipedia, uh, to even uh, fudsy around yeah. the topic of racial justice and uh, you know, when sort of uh, a ton of people posted the, the black tile on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that is use of a social platform um, and how we wield technology in our day-to-day. Yeah. Actually, even with Luke's episode, which was a pretty heavy episode, mm-hmm. like you can hear mm-hmm. the, the the drain in his voice, yeah. right? Because we were talking about some heavy stuff. Him utilising technology to create mm-hmm. like a bi-Indigenous platform for mainly for Indigenous people, mm. which mm. happens to have now found appeal with a broader audience. Mm. Like that's that's, huge. that's actually a huge thing also talking about inclusive technology, whether it was by design or mm. making it inclusive. Like mm. the fact that it's malleable enough to mould into something more inclusive is amazing. But, yeah, you're right. I never actually thought of it like that either, that that Capstone episode really does talk about Cuts across all mm. the episodes too. Mm. I think that's that's and a really what, good observation. What inclusivity actually means? Yeah. And who do we include in these conversations mm. on the technology platforms yeah. we use? Whose voices are we hearing, and mm. who are the creators behind it? I yeah. think that's really important. And I, actually, just in terms of learning new stuff, like the inclusive technology episode for me, probably signaled something that I hadn't really thought about as much. But this idea of who comes next, mm. like. And I I thought that was really interesting because we're in all the episodes, we're talking about things that have maybe happened or that are currently happening as if like the world is kind of fixed Mm. at that moment Mm. in time. That's true. Whereas something like the MBU, they're looking at, well, who are the next billion people to come? And you're just like, are they like me? Oh, actually, probably not. Like not in Perth, Western Australia, you know, like Mm. just doing my thing over here. So just those sorts of learnings for me were really important. I think for me, just from a host perspective and like revisiting some of the episodes thematically, I felt that there was, we always came back to the idea of the importance of story Mm. in sort of helping us figure out what our relationship is to this issue, Mm. whether individually or whether as a society. So that can be seen again, like in the tourism episode with with Ed, you know, we talked about, well, what is people's relationship to travel? Why do we post like asinine, like hot dog legs <laughs> photos on Instagram? <laughs> or why, you know, why why do we visit the Louvre when you can barely see the Mona Lisa? Like, or La Gioconda. But like that idea of story, the way we have a relationship to travel and the social currency that it has with our friends, with people looking us up on the internet, 
we can only hope to make sustainable travel a thing if we probably have to retell that story in some way or mm. at least tell our social story differently. And I felt like all episodes had a kind of a through line of that, like mm. Emmy with digital activism. Mm. It's like, well, if you don't think of digital activism as the end in and of itself, but as part of a broader movement that helps the thing move along. Mm, that helps you know, tell the story. It actually, yeah. like, your, your effort doesn't necessarily have to go to waste. You actually have to be more genuine about right. what you're doing right. or know your story, know your connection to something. Mm. So I thought that that was a really simple but kind of profound lesson in all of them, like the power of story and the organisations that all of these people work for or work with, mm. their ability to tell those stories socially is really important. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Adira's entire episode was oh, yeah. Yeah, based around I mean, that's you know, a lived, lived experience. experience. Yeah. yeah, and I think even when you think about the organisations involved, well, they're made up of stories, lots yeah. and lots of stories. And I think that's that's just so beautiful to, mm. to see, like, see things in this lens and also then start to think about how can we see ourselves in in you know lots of stories and how can we tell those stories out yeah um to share those experiences i agree in terms of what comes next then right like what do you think are the natural like are there any conversations that season one made you want to have or you think could come next yeah i think for i mean you know me personally but Mm. also i know we've had team conversations around this you know where to from season one to season two Mm. I think one thing that truly sparked something in me and I know in some of you as well is this idea that you know, we laid out a lot of the areas of focus, if you will, that we could undesign to redesign and um, a lot of our guests generously use their time to tell us how that could happen. Yeah. Um, but one thing that really stood out was, well, surely it isn't that simple. Mm. Um, surely there are still... Um, maybe hurdles to overcome or yeah. I think Luke put it uh, quite well when, when he said you have to do the work yeah, simply. You have do to do the, the work. work. Um, what does that mean? Uh, you know, for, for us, I think it's diving deeper into doing the work, mm. looking into um, problems from the lens of ethics, looking at it from a lens of responsibility yeah. before you dive into a problem and purport to change it with your headspace or mm. your point of view. Um, what are some of the things to keep in mind? Absolutely. Um, how do we um, put a better, more meaningful frame of reference before we try to solve something headfirst? I think that's probably um, one thought that was spurred on from season one. Yeah, amazing. Angel, what about you? Anything yeah. there? Um, you yeah, know, I, I love that. I think following on from what, what Jeffrey has said is that um, I just really want to see um, when we talk more about the ethics around these issues and, you know, especially when we use technology as a tool um, in thinking about new solutions or ideas mm. for it, mm. um, what has changed over the last 18 months? Um, you know, now we, we do live in a world where um, COVID-19 is still rapidly spreading from country to country. Um, where are these issues at? How has that affected mm. um, these issues? And if we are to continue um, in the immediate future um, to be based, um, you know, online and, and work from home and things like that, um, how are we going to be um, tackling these problems and how can we tackle them in a way we're giving due consideration around ethics mm. of doing it online? Yeah. What does that look like? So I think that that really kind of aligns on, on where Jeffrey and I 
um, think about what, what season two and beyond yeah. um, could include. Awesome. Um, I think just another theme. I don't really know if it's season two or mm. season three, but I'm just always so interested in hearing um, about these topics from other regions across yeah. the world. I love having um, undesigned guests um, call in um, from around the world. Oh, I so also, fun. I mean, it makes me look forward to the day that we can just travel there and meet a lovely um, guest yeah. from around the world. So I really love um, to learn more from um, from guests from different regions. Mm. And I love having guests from regions we haven't had yet. Yeah. Um, so if you are from any of the regions that we haven't talked to yet, um, please contact us. A little plug. Wow. So that's officially a call out from our head of strategy <laughs> over here, which is great. That's great. And I couldn't agree more. Jeff, yeah, add I just something? wanted to add something really quickly. I guess it spurred another thought for me when yeah. we think about, you know, diverse representation of guests mm-hmm. and expertise and the stuff they care about. Um, made me think about one topic I really care about, you know, um, Shang-Chi, Marvel movie yeah. <laughs> recently came out. I know, we know firsthand um, how much Jeff Marvel, loves Shang-Chi. <laughs> Marvel Asian superhero. Yeah. Um, really chuffed that came out. Mm. Um, but it has been top of mind for me around this idea of, you know, equitable representation or diverse representation in media. Mm. And whether it's season two or season three or whenever, again, I'd love to, you know, speak with folks who have a say Mm. in who gets casted in what, what kind of stories get amplified, um, you know, whether that's with a sort of production house or a media publication. I'd I'd love to, um, yeah, bring that discussion to the foreground great that's awesome maybe my personal aspirations that are very again like similar sort of starting block of like the ethics and responsibilities of trying to either create platforms or drive change and impact in some way um conversations i'm looking forward to have i just want to go deeper like i want to get into murky territory to be honest like i want to tackle some of those harder more uncomfortable conversations head on um you know that's certainly my personal stock in trade in some ways. I love being able to mm-hmm. hold space for difficult conversations um, just as a way to understand the problem a bit further. Um, and like you said, Angel, like, you know, sometimes when I'd um and ah and be like, oh, interesting, like, and, you know, which is all genuine, that's me also um, hopefully making it okay for others to feel curious mm-hmm. about stuff or to be, um, to be unsure because as well prepared as I can be for some of these episodes, like there will always be something that surprises you or makes you uncomfortable. And until you make it visible, you don't necessarily feel like you have the license to, to be that or way. Or audible. Or, or, or audible. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, or audible. Yeah, I, I that's right. I privileged to be, um, yeah, you know, you be able it. to record um, and, and then see, you know, obviously yeah. um, see Costa and, and the guests, but um, mm. around the ethics of those deeper, murkier issues, yeah. like yeah. you mentioned, Costa, I think that's where the where it gets very juicy, mm. where it gets very, very um, tricky to go, oh, what does the next yeah. step look like? And it's tricky because, well, everyone is trying to figure out what that next step Absolutely. is. And my call out is like, well, if all of us and even the, the experts or specialists are still figuring it out, mm. there's nothing stopping you from also joining in and trying yeah. to figure it out. Absolutely. So it's about how do we create these pockets of space yeah. where these might have been issues or thoughts that's um, jumped in your your heads before, but you go, oh, don't even know don't where even know to, start to start Googling. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I hope is that we create those spaces yeah. where people can also just discuss and debate and mm. challenge. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that they need to agree with 
everything or everything our guests say. I just hope that it provides the perspectives that they can sit on, reflect and respond to. Yeah, and responsible perspectives too in that these are all people that are proven in in their own capacities Mm. and it's like whether you agree or disagree, you know these people have spent a majority of their working lives working on the issue. So, you know, this is very solid but malleable information Mm. for you to... To, to, to talk about in your own networks. Actually, probably one last thing <laughs> for me before we sort of wrap up is just this idea of in those murkier conversations, my aspiration and kind of aim for season two is to go into that murkier territory, but from the point of view of someone who wants to make things better. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, for me, I would love it to be less about understanding social phenomenon, but more about finding your, like, what like querying and interrogate your own place within right. something. And that was really spurred on by Luke and Fudzi's episodes where, you know, whether you're fighting for racial injustice, Indigenous empowerment, the role of the ally, you know, mm. is it about getting out of the way? Is it about just doing the work? Is it about, you know, um, progressing the issue on behalf of your, your, your brothers and sisters? Like, I think as activists, we have a responsibility to question and interrogate our own connection to these issues. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just about, like you mentioned, changing from being a bystander to that upstander yeah. that I think Futsi mm. had talked a lot about. Yeah, that's right. Know? And I, and you know, I feel like we're in a particular place in social change advocacy where people are. I, I, well, actually, let me reframe that. I think understanding your role within a particular movement that you're in in a more objective way, and understanding your own motivations is actually a really it's a source of resilience when things are tough because mm. advocacy is quite often voluntary. It's quite often extra. It's quite often very mm. time-consuming, emotional labor. Um, and there's a lot of uncomfortable things you have to do. And the thing you come back to is really like what is your genuine emotional connection to these things for for better and for worse mm. and using that to be your compass in what you do next. Right. I would love to explore that with our, um, with our guests. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, obviously when we talked about a lot of our activists, it's really being when you think about active allyship, like it's have, taking actions that's built for change mm. and not just about speed or how quickly we can post um, a black towel on its own. Mm. So, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, really, what, really keen to hear what, more. What part of the story does that black towel form in someone's journey yeah. as an activist? Is it just the only thing they've ever said? Um or is it a continuation of a long series of activism? You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are my hopes. Uh, without giving any spoilers away on um, or any surprise, potential surprises away on what we have done for season two so far. So it's still in the... In, still under It's still churning. Anything else you would like our listeners to know to expect? Uh, I, I think season two feels ambitious in a yeah. good way. I mm. think there are those sort of murkier conversations to be had and really excited for people to dive into that, not just as a listener per se, but to take those conversations Mm. to people around you. Um, One interesting, you know, meeting we had a couple of weeks ago, just around the content, you know, we started sort of lobbying topics here and there and a couple of our team members started to get into a really good sort of discourse around it, you know, and that's sort of the hallmark, I think, of Mm. a meaningful conversation to have. You're not going to have one clear cut answer. Mm. Um, There is a stance to, to be had, but at the same time, there is this idea of, 
um, navigating your way to shared understanding. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hopeful that season two sparks not just for people to listen, but for people to have dialogue yeah. with. To become conversation makers right. in their own right. That's awesome. Right. Angel, any last thoughts from you? Um, I think for season two, I mean, we're, we're still all under wraps, but like I just really want to look into um, additional ways we can continue to engage and interact with our audiences mm. and our guests and our hosts. And I just, I'm, I'm just really excited to continue exploring the different ways that we bring you uh, or bring you listeners like these podcasts. Um, yes, there's a podcast itself, but what are some of the um, materials and ways we're engaging with you before mm. and after? Mm. What additional things are we going to have our guests do? So yeah. um, all I can say really is, is, is stay tuned. Awesome. Jeff, Angel, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon and actually just for allowing this journey to even be possible. Um, I really can't wait for next season. I'm really excited about what we've got planned and what we're planning to try and do. Um, and I'm really excited about sharing it once it's done. Um, to our listeners, as always, please make sure to stay tuned for season two updates by subscribing to Undesign on Apple, Spotify, Google Play and other podcatchers. And if you're feeling extra chatty or full of ideas or want to take up Jeff and Angel on their call out for particular guests, um, feel free to email us at hello at drawhistory.com. Otherwise, you can find additional resources from Undesign via our website on www.drawhistory.com. Thank you so much, everyone.